0: Good morning, you are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine and this is Get the Funk Out. That was Zepparella, Dazed and Confused. We'll listen to them a little bit later on in the show. But standing da- by to join us to kick off the first half of the show is Alex Gooby, Mo Collins, and Howie Scora, And we're going to talk about this outrageously funny performance. It's actually a play called Damaged Furniture. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, I, do. I have everybody. Good morning. Can we have roll call? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, yes, I'm here. Alex Scooby.
0: Good morning. Roll call. Hi. Does everybody have their coffee? I do. Okay. Check. Halfway through it. Yeah. Excellent. All right. So tell me about. I, I want to find out the backstory. I guess Howie, we could start with you. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me the backstory behind how damaged furniture came about, because I know you're the playwright and producer.
2: Yeah, sure. Um so my first play was called Miserable with an Ocean View and it was about my mother <laughs> um who had a a disorder where she couldn't speak anymore and um of Boy. course I saw humor in that. Okay. And um and actually Alex was in that first play. He was kind of the the jerk brother in that and he was genius. And um <laughs> excellent. We kinda was that
0: I said excellent.
2: Yeah, and we we uh we kinda developed a friendship and actually Mo was the one who got him to do my first play because Mo read it first, and Mo was like, "You need to do this play." And um, so Mo kind of, kind of got involved in the first play just in that she was a fan. And then um, when the second play, when I finished writing the second play, I was over at Alex's house drunk, and I was like, "Hey, I'm almost done with this play, and um, I- I'm writing, I'm writing the the play with with you in mind for the lead." And um, he was like, "Oh my god, I want to do it!" And, um And so then. And then Mo did a reading for the Ant character, and um, she was genius. And, um, I, you know, what, what's, what's been such a joy in doing my plays is I've pretty much just been able to cast people that I think are super talented, that I, that I like working with and that I'm friends with. And,
0: Perfect, yes. And
2: it's just, it's just been a joy uh, because of that, and we all really support each other that way.
0: So let's talk about uh, damaged furniture. Uh, you came up with this idea. And how did everything play out?
2: Um, it it played out really, really well. Without without giving away too much of the play, it's about an LA actor who has to fly back to New York to uh, because his uncle died in a very kind of bizarre furniture accident, and um, there's there's a recliner involved uh, that is kind of like a sixth character in the play, and we actually had the um, the recliner designed specifically for the play. It's a Versace recliner. I
0: love it. And it's kind it. of
2: very opulent and gorgeous. And, and Mo kind of talks to it sometimes. And it's very, very fun.
0: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and
2: Shane smokes and interrogates it. And uh, oh. it, it's really a sixth character in the play. And, Beautiful. And, yeah.
0: Fantastic. Now, Mo, what did you think when you read for your character? Uh,
3: I thought it was a, a great role. You know, it's... it's uh, my character has a really cool, crazy arc. And so, as an actor, and uh, certainly for me coming from comedy, it was great to do something that involved both comedy and drama. And to yes. have to, to make Lori believable really, uh, I think, took some chops that I was uh, excited to try and use. So, she's, she's a, a wonderful female character.
0: I just want to uh, tell the listeners, if you're just tuning in, we're talk- talking to uh, two of the cast members, Alex Scooby and Mo Collins, and we're talking to the playwright-producer, Howie Skora. Uh So, Mo, I know you've been in a lot of different things, Arrested Development, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Parks and Recreation, a bunch of other things. What has this experience been like for you?
3: Well, I... I used to do theater. It's been a long time and uh, before Damaged Furniture came along. So to me, it was a great chance to sort of revisit uh, where the passion begins. Um, and this is the play to do it. It's not one, you know, I, I don't want to, there's a lot of bad theater in L.A. too. Sure. And this is a great, great new play. I love when a new contemporary playwright comes along and their voice needs to be heard in the artistic community, you know, that's the thing about the play. I wouldn't have gotten involved if, if I didn't think that it was something uh, worthy of note. And also at the time, you know, I was flying back and forth uh, shooting in Austin for Fear the Walking Dead and coming back on weekends to do this, which
0: Amazing. tells you right
3: there. And I was yeah. doing it on my own time which tells how good I think that the, the play is.
0: And that also talks about your dedication. You know? Yes, it is
3: it it does because what was also formed within uh the process was the family that we became in with the cast with howie with everybody involved you mm-hmm. know uh we became a family too and i i didn't want to let them down either but more importantly i really wanted to do this role sure so yeah it's a great it's a great play i didn't want to i didn't want to miss out on it
0: <laughs> i love it and congratulations on uh, that other role as well. That's fantastic. Thank you.
3: Yeah, it was it was pretty great. To, uh, and as an actor, sort of living my best life to be um, working in the apocalypse in Austin, Texas, while coming <laughs> back and playing this crazy New York woman. I mean, geez, just a, a, a real sling. <laughs> Unbelievable. Sling from the branches as an actor, it was really
0: cool. So let's shift to Alex. Um, Tell me about your role without giving too much away.
1: (laughs) Uh, A lot of dialogue. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when I first, when, when Howie first came to me with the play, I was like, okay, this sounds great. Like, uh, I'm really excited because when you do, when, when, when Howie writes a play, and it, you always feel spoiled as an actor because then you read other plays and you're like, oh, I don't want to do this one. Right. I just did Howie Scores play, you know. <laughs> um, my character, uh, without giving it away, is, um, you know, an insecure uh, actor, which most of us actors are, um, who realizes he has to go home uh, to face his, highly dysfunctional family Mm -hmm. um and the relationships that he has uh with with these other characters and it kind of plays out where you get an inside look at what he has to go through to get any point across
0: that's amazing you know and it's interesting too i always find it intriguing how uh there are these great performances great um plays based on dysfunctional families because they're very relatable of course you know oh, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. cathartic yeah. big time uh, yeah cathartic. like
2: um there's there's a there's one uh thing there's a there's a fight that alex has with his sister in the play it's called the coffee fight and it's it's actually based on a real thing that happened between <laughs> me and my sister <laughs> where she i walked in the room and she's like here a the freak they gave me free coffee take it with you Yeah your coffee was like yeah, <laughs> so, like, take the coffee. I'm like, I don't want the coffee. And then it, it like, it spiraled into, like, a, a fight the whole weekend because I wouldn't take the coffee. And then I was like, I have to use this someday.
0: <laughs> definitely, okay. definitely. I mean, family members, I know my dad, he was <laughs> such a New Yorker, you know, give me my coffee, and I love him to pieces. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes you catch these moments of your family, and you're like, i got to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah say, like, what you know. And it's definitely relatable, what you what you said. It is. it is. Yeah. Definitely relatable because no one is perfect. No family's perfect.
0: And let's just know. say that when you turn chaos into comedy, it keeps you sane. Yes.
2: Yeah. It's definitely, yes. uh,
0: right? it's,
1: it's been my,
0: yes.
1: my tool of
0: peace. <laughs> right.
1: like, well, laughing at ourselves is highly therapeutic. Right. I think.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So what else would you like listeners to know? I know you have a Kickstarter campaign coming up.
2: Yeah, yep. we're, launching, we're launching it in about a week. I think it's we'll October 8th, yeah. Date. Okay. Um,
3: we want to go to New yeah. York. New York, oh yeah. We,
2: I think we it's great. Right. We want to take the play to New York. Whenever we would do the play, people would come up to us and say, oh my God, this is so great, it needs to be on Broadway. And we were like, okay.
0: Absolutely. So we're,
2: and And, you know, what's been so kind of, I think Mo and Alex can also speak to this. I mean, what's been so great is, you know, as artists, we've pretty much just, done this ourselves like we didn't uh, you know I I wrote it I produced it I I put you know people that I thought were super talented in it my friend Jim Fall directed it like it was it became this family of artists that were self-producing and the work kind of turned out to be really great and something we were proud of because of that and I, I think the lesson was is like we're done waiting to get rescued or have you know somebody with a cigar come in and say you know, go to New York, kids. Like, we're just right. going to take it to New York. Yeah.
0: Yes, that's what you have let to do.
1: Forget, let us not forget the the amazing cast. So you have, you know, Peggy Etra, who played mom. his mm-hmm. mom. She's phenomenal. Robert Mangiardi, who is just brilliant as the dad. You have Jessica Polly, who's phenomenal sister. I'd also like to mention her. the second sister we had was Nadia Ginsberg, who's Extremely funny as well. Okay. My wife, Mo Collins, and myself, and uh, with Howie and, and you know and Jim Fall and um, you know our stage manager, who's just you know Jamie Capone, phenomenal. David Svangalis who ran you know the lights and technical director. It was just a phenomenal experience, and we need to get this going somewhere else.
3: Absolutely. I want to add that. I yes. want to add this to as far as theater and the arts go, and and I think for me a great reason to to try and Grow this show and bring it to you know off Broadway. Is that the arts should always be looking for new contemporary writers? We can't keep revisiting Mammoth. Yes, you know. But, yes. And in order thank for that God to you happen, said that. <laughs> in order for that to happen, people have to uh, propel things forward. They've got to they've got to say yes. This is this is a piece of work that that garners an, and a broader audience. You know, because like so many himself. things, it will just stay this little nugget of a beauty that that played in, in Los Angeles. But you have to you have to have the advocates uh, that propel these great pieces of art upward yes. and onward. And so that's that's, I think, great motivation behind doing a Kickstarter. It's like, let's let's bring a strong literary voice to, to New York. Let's let's blow it up. Right. Well, yeah, let's
0: take over for death of a
1: salesman, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lion King, all those, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, okay. yeah. we in- can all continue, but there has,
3: to be, there has to be new contemporary voices. And let's face it, it's a great time for new voices to be heard. I mean, there's so much oh, yeah. new voice happening, new perspective in yes. the world that uh, we, we can't just keep going
0: backwards to look at what we're Hashtag doing now. Hashtag
1: GOP. Right.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Had to get that in there, didn't you? Oh <laughs> uh, man! Okay, yeah, I'll stop. Uh, what I was going to say is because you do have, um, you know, this characters, these characters of New York, and it's just so fitting the story and everything. Yeah, you know.
1: You know what I love? I, I got to say this. You know what I love the most about my character is that yes, he grew up in New York, and and I grew up in New Jersey, personally, but the fact that when you move away and you spend time in other cities, you know, Chicago or Los Angeles, you kind of lose that thick New York, New Jersey accent, right? Yes. So when you come back, you're kind of, everyone's still talking in that, like, thick, kind of like Long Island, you know, Brooklyn kind of thing. Long Island, yeah. I know you're more, like, (laughs) neutral American, you know what I mean? Oh, well.
0: I, You know, it's, it's funny, I grew up, um, I was born in Connecticut, moved to Manhattan, I also lived in Long Island, And but when you you step back from that and you listen, as you said, to these accents, they're just like, yeah. you're thinking, that's where I grew up? Exactly. <laughs> these exactly. are my people? Yeah. yeah,
3: same thing happens to me when I go back to Minnesota.
0: <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that uh, movie, that line about tapioca? No more tapioca for you. Well,
3: no uh, more tapioca for you.
0: <laughs> You're going to do it much better than I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's a particular one, yeah. <laughs> so, Howie, let's go back to you. Um, you must be super excited for this Kickstarter to take off.
2: Yeah, we, re- we really are. And I think uh, the, the thing that I, we're all really excited about is um, we filmed the, the last performance of the play in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And so when you donate to the Kickstarter at a, at a you know certain price level, you'll be able to see the play no matter what part of the country you're in. And oh. it's a three-camera uh, capturing of the play, and it, it looks fantastic. It sounds great. Like, I, we were all, I mean, I'm like, because we had taped the, the previous play we had done, and it looked not great, and we, we were kind of like, I don't know if we want to do this again, and Analysts right. were blown away by how. Yeah. it, it was.
1: Um, I mean, look. I mean, I don't
2: like watching. It looks watching like a sitcom, it's
3: like a three-camera yeah. sitcom. Yes.
2: Yeah. Exactly. It, it was. It it was. It just looks fantastic.
0: That's great. Yeah. I yeah. love it. I did put uh, lots of information up on my show blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kci.org. Uh, okay. I want to ask all three of you. Um, This is obviously a tough industry. How do you stay positive? What do you do to take care of yourselves? Because, you know, one minute you're thinking, when's my next gig? And the next minute you're like, wow, this is happening and that's happening. Like, what do you do in between just to stay mentally, physically healthy?
1: Tequila and weightlifting.
0: Okay, I knew he was going to say that. I was waiting for him. (laughs) At the same time? And lots of rice. The same time. okay, Lots of
1: (laughs) (laughs) rice. Yeah. No, I think if I could, I'll go first. I think it's. You know, you have to you have to stay um focused on what you want because if you lose sight of why you're here and what you're doing, you will go crazy. You know, so you have to stay focused and it also helps that, you know, Maureen and uh, Mo and I are married and uh so you know, we're both actors, which could be, you know, it can be tough at times, but the truth of the matter is is like she works, you know, and, and then, like, I'll work, and then, you know, so there's this kind of, like, ebb and flow of of it, and, you right. know, that and Lexapro.
0: Lexapro, <laughs> okay. Are they your sponsor today, or? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Putting those hashtag Lexapro on all my Instagram.
0: Okay, great. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's interesting you say that, because it is a juggling act. It sounds like you're very supportive of one another.
3: Yes, we have to be. It's survival. Yeah,
0: yeah. Definitely.
3: It you bo- is, this, this is a really difficult industry to be in, uh, more so now than ever. This used to be a much more supportive industry. You know, with the union has really failed us in a lot of ways. Um, so we're not making the same money that we used to. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, so there's that on top of the whole, um, just the insecurity of: Am I working enough? Am I? Do people like what I'm doing? Yes that on top of the financials. So you really have to just decide uh, fairly early on in your career that this is not only what you want, but this is who you are and what you are. And, and just be okay with it, whether it's good or bad. Yes. You just have to decide that this is who and what you are. And you have nothing, nothing else to do with your life. But stay, stay persistent, man. It's, but it's not easy.
0: Oh, it's... It's crazy. I remember coming out here and getting an agent, and she said, "You can't just do voiceover, you have to do a, you know be well-rounded, and then just because yeah. you, you might land in the union doesn't mean all of a sudden you're going to be bombarded with jobs. It means that you're in a smaller group now that's going to get the jobs, and it's hard to get the jobs and yeah. even more competitive. and you know
3: I know you, I, I'm sitting here right now having you know with, with a fantastic show that just had a season finale last night, and we see that my character lives, and I don't have an agent. You don't have an agent? That's right. That's right. I
0: don't have an agent. Whoa! Yeah, Yeah. I'm glad you said that. That's inspiring.
3: Yeah, that I'm trying to find a good agent. Mm
0: -hmm. You know,
3: for what's going on because I have a I have a great thing on my plate right now, but and I need a good agent. You know, it's crazy, but that's and I doors are being closed on me when I'm coming and saying, look, you don't even have to find me a job have a job you just yeah. have to say
0: yes and they're closing doors on you i mean here you're yes. working you got the gig you you know well it's an age I, I, I thing know. too
1: i got i got to i got to say something yeah. here for for you know for men and women alike it's an age thing this is a young business okay so yeah. you have you know to late teens early 20s those are like prime ages once you get to like 30s 40s especially for women mm-hmm. 50s you, you know people are going yeah you're working now but what are you going to be 60 in, in eight years you know what i mean so it's yeah it's different it's different but you were talking about vo before yes i gotta say this I just booked a huge vo campaign really oh, excited i was
0: going to mention your voice i am not surprised <laughs> yeah oh. <laughs> i mean mo mo knows uh, listen to your voice yes <laughs> i know
3: this is is the voice that says i love you to me a million times in Aww. a day okay now it's
1: becoming a different show honey <laughs>
0: <laughs> hashtag oh. kleenex <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. you know it's
1: it's really interesting you ask that question
2: though because um when i was writing the play because alex's character is an la actor you know i stole a great deal of stories from both you know him and Mo. Um, that I put in, you know, different parts of what the character is going through. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I, I think what we're all talking about and we've all experienced on uh, on this conversation is th- there's the constant struggle of being an artist and how do you, you know, do the day to day things, pay your bills, that kind of stuff, and still, you know, stay true as an artist. And and everybody I know, no matter what level they're at, unless they're you know making millions and millions of dollars, is continually dealing with that and dealing with the emotional impact that has on on your day-to-day experience as an artist it's it's something we all struggle with and it's a big part of the play
0: it it seems yes. to be you know um i just want to say t- to you alex and mo that um you have to obviously it shows you love acting you're dedicated you're willing to you know deal with these ups and downs and it shows that's rejection good that i'm i'm so. happy yeah you know yeah, yeah. So what else would oh. you like listeners Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say so
3: far we still have a roof over our heads, so that's great. Yes.
0: <laughs> I think that's great. Well, it this yeah. is I can definitely see this going to New York. I mean, it's just like a no-brainer. Oh,
3: yeah. That of way. Course. You know. But New York takes money.
0: True. Let yeah, me just throw out true. the website uh, for people that are listening damagedfurnitureplay.com damaged Furnitureplay.com and Facebook your damaged furniture. Uh, what else would you like people to know about this play?
2: Howie, um, just that it's it's even though it kind of deals with serious issues, it's it, at the at the end of the day, it's just it's really really funny. Like you're just gonna laugh your ass off, and I you know that's what I'm most proud about is that you know even though it it will remind you of your own family, it'll but you're gonna really really just.
1: Have a great time. And this is my favorite play. This is my favorite Aww. play, and I've done a lot.
3: Wow. Yeah, lot it's great. It Chicago, is great.
1: out here, you know, uh, back on the East Coast, and this is yeah, this is my favorite play, and probably the, my favorite part I've ever
0: played. Uh, oh, for sure. With Alex, you're TV brilliant in it. How many pages are you on? I mean, 96. 96? <laughs>
1: out of 100, out of like 102, I think, that the original script goes, yeah.
0: That's a lot of stuff to memorize. <laughs>
1: when I first got the script, I almost vomited.
0: I anyway. bet. <laughs> 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 that would be my reaction. <laughs> yeah. How do you tackle that? I mean, you know, you just bring I it wherever got you are. I
1: book in 11 days.
0: <gasps> Whoa. I locked
1: myself in my, in my office, mm-hmm. and I laid on the futon, and I went over. I'd take three pages, and I'd learn it within a, you know, a few minutes or whatever, and then I'd go on to the next three, and the next three, and then I, would, then I would put the script down and do my dialogue and the other character's dialogue for nine pages. And once I knew that, I'd move on to the next nine. And I just did that for 11 days. And then our first rehearsal, I was like, off book.
0: <laughs> wow. Have you, have you always you been a master rough, at this? Same. We had, what's that? Has, has, I was going to ask him, if he's always been a master of getting off book so quickly.
1: Well, look, I'll tell you He's this. Really when you get a script with that much dialogue, yeah. fear is a huge motivator. Yes, so. <laughs> the fear of failure. So, and that's just honest. So yeah. I said I am going to. This is probably the first play that, like, Howie's first, the, Howie's first play, Miserable with Ocean View, when I did it, I had, like, four really good scenes. This play, I was in all of them. So I, ha- I was like, look, man, you got to do this justice. So start working. So I just, right. I just started working, you know.
0: Mo, go ahead. You were starting to say something.
3: Oh, I was just going to say, it was it was incredible. He put the rest of us to shame. Like, those of us that didn't have as much as he did, we had no excuse, <laughs> you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, I knew. I knew when I got to the first rehearsal. I was like, oh, wow. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, you yeah. guys were amazing. You guys were amazing.
0: Very cool. Because uh, it is a challenge to get off book. Even if it's a four-minute scene, you know, you just got to do it. Of course. Yeah. You know. Of I love the uh, the line "Meet the family." They put the fun in dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed That's a great that, line. yeah. Um, so, any last bit of info you want to uh, just wrap with? Because we're going to have to wrap up soon.
2: Um, yeah, just we'll be launching very soon. There'll be amazing, you know, different prizes. You'll be able to download uh, just the, the the lower donation of radio play, like the audio of the play. You can download the video of the play. Um, you'll be able to get tickets, you'll be able to get, uh, you know, obviously purchasing in advance because we still have to secure the theater, but there's different donation levels, and you'll be able to participate in any way and, you know, join the dysfunctional family. Cool. Please
1: donate. Please donate.
0: I want to give us a little bit of info. Um, the production, they're c- you're currently looking for other runs in New York, I believe San Francisco and London? Yes. Okay.
2: Um, yeah, that was a, that. That was our original goal, but New York, okay. New York. York is where we are targeting that Absolutely. New York is first.
3: Perfect fit. Because if we can make it there, we can make it anywhere. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, you <laughs> should thanks write that on. down.
0: I like that. <laughs> 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 and, Howie, this is your second play, and it's directed by Jim Fall, and it had its world premiere March 24th at the White Fire Theater in Sherman Oaks. It ran for six sold-out months thanks to multiple five-star reviews, and it's uh, rated as one of the top-rated original comedies in L.A. Very cool. Yeah.
2: Awesome. All
0: right, so uh, let me just throw out the uh, website one more time. It's damagedfurnitureplay.com and Damaged Furniture on Facebook. Um, do any of you want to give out, you know, how to reach out to you on Twitter or Facebook if you are there? I'd like I'm, to on this, Furniture I'm on Twitter I'm on Instagram. Hold on, one at a time. Go ahead. I'm on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me. I guess that blue check means something. Okay. (laughs) Mo Collins?
1: Yeah, uh, uh, I am also on Twitter and Instagram, um, and Damaged Furniture is also on uh, Twitter and Instagram.
0: Okay. What about you, Howie? Just Facebook is where
2: we're trying to really communicate with fans and anybody who wants to participate, so um, definitely join the, the... It's just Damaged Furniture on Facebook. Just go on your Facebook and look for Damaged Furniture, and... You know, just like it, and we will. We will all. You know, we're all kind of playing there.
0: Great, and I'll have more info about when the Kickstarter uh, kicks off soon. And uh, cool. again, all, yeah, and all, all the info is so so on much. the show blog. Oh, my pleasure. It's been great chatting with all three of you, um, and I really enjoyed this. Congratulations, this is fantastic. Oh, Thank so much. Thanks for having us on. with cool. the other nutbags. Something about nutbags.
2: <laughs> oh, you'll be talking. We, there's a there's a line to play about nutbags. You're going to be talking with other cast members soon. Uh, oh, I know you're going to be talking with that's right. Peggy and Robbie soon.
0: That's right. All so right, you'll love them. Can't wait. Thanks so much. Cool. Thank Go you ahead, for you. your support. We really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. We'll talk soon. Yeah. Thanks. Right, bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. That was Alex Scooby, Mo Collins, and Howie Scora joining me to talk about the outrageously funny show called Damaged Furniture. Again, it is up on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And if you missed any part of this conversation, it will be up on the show blog within an hour or so after I wrap. Uh, I do want to mention I am on Twitter Twitter at moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. And KUCI is on Twitter at KUCIFM. We're on Instagram at KUCIFM, Tumblr, blog.kuci.org. And Facebook at kuci. 88.9. 88.9. We're going to take a little break. We'll listen to a little bit more Zepparella. and then uh, Laura B. Whitmore is calling in to talk about a project. She's uh, been working on a fantastic project called Girl, the album. Uh, she was on my show before we were talking about the She Rocks Awards she puts on every year, which are outstanding. So we'll take a little break. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.